Welcome to Custom Made in New York podcast, reminding women of their worth one week at a time. This show is dedicated to all women, custom made especially to win. I'm your host, Raven Joseph. Welcome back to Custom Made in New York. I'm your host, Raven Joseph, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Anique Rabiu, world-traveling hairstylist and licensed cosmetologist. Today, Anique is going to share with us her story. So welcome to the show, Anique. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Raven, for having having me. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Well, um, my name is Anique Rabiu. Um, I was born in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. And uh, we came to the States when I was about four years old and landed in Virginia. We came to New York when I was 12. And, um, and so you could say I'm kind of like a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I lived in, um, in Europe for a while, I lived in Germany, and then moved back to New York full time about like 12 years ago. Okay. Um, and then that's when my, uh, my hairstyling career kind of started taking its its uh its turn so you've been in the hair um beauty industry or here for the last 12 years well no for the past seven years seven years yeah I was living in Germany and then Mm -hmm. came back to New York and then when I moved back to New York you know I wanted to open up some um nail salons Mm -hmm. in Harlem um because um uh you know there was this brand that I was managing and um I I liked the aesthetic of the, the salon, the nail salon, and um, thought that it would be great to have something like that here in Harlem. But then, so how did you get to here? Oh my God! So, uh, <laughs> so I signed up for the wrong program. Um, <laughs> for what I thought, I, I thought that I signed up for the wrong program, but it was just destiny pushing me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed up for nail technician, not knowing that it was. I wanted to do nail t- nail technician just to learn. Um, about the nail industry, um, but it was actually cosmetology that I signed up for, and then um, by the time I realized, they'd already taken my money. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, man, listen, I could have done something else. What I really, what I thought I really wanted to do with this, with the money, um, but then I had this bag because I never really did hair. I never had any interest in hair whatsoever. Um, but I had this big old bag full of like um, uh, blow dryer, uh, all these different sorts of brushes and, and coloring kits and stuff. And I was like, okay, let me see how this goes and learn about um, um, hygiene and sanitation and, and, and the, you know, like the science of hair. And I was just completely, um, you know, I was completely hooked by then. You know, once I touched the hair, once I touched hair, it was like something like, like the heavens just opened up. <laughs> when it feels right, it feels right. Yeah. yeah. So, so did yeah. you have any mentors in your experience when you were coming up in um, the hair industry? You know, um, Lacey Redway was a big, Lacey Redway and Jeannie Saifu. I actually met Jeannie Saifu before I met Lacey. Mm-hmm. I met Lacey, I met, yeah, I met Lacey through Jeannie Saifu, and Lacey has been, she still is actually, she, she's been um, a mentor, learning from her, and watching her work on set when I was, um, when I first started, helped me understand, like, the dynamic, and how to deal with folks, 
and uh, professionally, you know, of course, she taught me some, um, some skills and how to do things better. And it was, it, she's just phenomenal. And then also with many of the other artists that I've assisted, like Michael Silva, he's taught me to um, not take myself seriously. Mm. And um, Keith Carpenter just taught me um, the fabulous aspects of the industry. And Lizzie Arneson, she's just so cool and so chill. I've just been grateful to have learned, you know, learned an aspect of myself through them. Awesome. You are in editorial. What does that look like? What is that? Well, editorial is more like storytelling. It's more like creating like a whole story. So when you look at a magazine, magazines usually have editorials and advertising. Um, advertising is to get you to spend your money. And the, the editorial is more of a story on how you should spend your money because, you know, you see someone in this story and it's like oh my god i i resonate with this person or or this look is great and it kind of like propels you to want to spend money it's still advertising but more of a storytelling aspect of it awesome so i loved your photos of the rollers and flexi rods i really like it touched me it, it resonated with me tell me the story behind that well, the whole thing, it's, I've been um, pitching this story for a while, it, you know, just to like get a team together. So it just, uh, the people that I originally, like there was, I had a list and I was like, oh my God, I think this person would be great with it. But you know, everyone just kind of was either too busy or just wasn't interested in the project. Um, and then I met Brianna in between that, like after that period, and she was like, yes. And then Natalie was like, yes. And it finally went to fruition. But my, my the whole concept of it was just like, cause rollers, you know, we have an idea of rollers. You know, my next thing is gonna be, um, oh my God, bonnets. Oh. Because <laughs> I just wore one last night for the first time in how many months? <laughs> so funny because it's like these things that we all use and, um, you know, there's, there's, I, I see them as a, as a form of, you know, like getting ready, you know, and it's a, there's a history behind it, you know, um, when we, when I know when I was younger and my sisters also, my older sisters, I'd watch them as they get their hair, um, roller set and I'd be like, oh my God, I want my hair like um, that. My yeah. like, no girl, you gotta <laughs> get those, you know, and you know, it was just something very feminine about it and, um, feminine. And then it was like a, um. Uh, uh, transformation, you know. Yeah. So for that, it was just like, oh my god, it's so cute. I know you and that that hair rollers. Oh my god, <laughs> so awesome. So yeah, and it's the culture, you know. Mm. We all had sleepless nights with hair rollers. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> when, when we didn't have hair rollers, though, my mom used to use brown paper bags. Like yeah. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do that sometimes with like um, paper towels. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, my mom used to do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> got to make it happen. I got to try the the straws. The that straws sounds really interesting, especially if you have um, heat damage in your hair mm -hmm. and you want to like revitalize your curls. If you just get some straws, I know plastic straws, so you can recycle them and use them again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and put a little bit of mousse. A little setting, you know, whatever you use to set your hair, roll it in a little, um, in, in the straw, put the ends together and go buy your business and then take it out. It, it, it's about five to 10 minutes. Hmm. It sounds, so, I might try that and send you some pics later. 
yes, let I you do. know how it goes. <laughs> so what inspires your techniques, your style? What inspires me? Well, you know, I, I generally like hair that's kind of like carefree and like organic. Uh, I personally don't, um, uh, I, I lean away towards more like laid hair because I feel like for me in my aesthetic that it's not real. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's constricting. Like, you know, you can't, you can't move. If the wind blows and you know, oh my God, my, I, I have these flyaways. I find them to be very, you know, there's, there's a certain effortlessness that's very beautiful and very kind of like polished at the same time. But you know, with, with our hair texture, you gotta be very careful with that too. Do you um, find yourself working with a lot of um, women who have natural hair? or women um, of color? It's, uh, you know, in the beginning of my career, no. I wasn't working with a lot of um, models of colors, but um, now I have. Um, if, even when I was doing mainly tests, I wasn't really testing with a lot of models of colors, only because, you know, I, I, no one knew me, so the photographer wanted to work with me. It was based on their, um, their idea of their, you know, what they wanted to shoot. Um, but then as I became more confident in my own skills and knew about like lighting proportions and all the other stuff that's, uh, that's very important to know um, in creating an image, I was like, oh my God, okay. I, this girl would look so much flyer in this, um, in this story that you want to tell because, you know, we, we have this, extra magic about us let's be honest <laughs> yes, i agree you see my face smiling because i know about us <laughs> so it's like you know so then i would be like oh my god i think this person would be great and then you know they're like oh wow she's beautiful oh i love her hair I'm like let's let's do it so yeah so that's how i started working more with models of color um with different textures as my career progressed so what gave you that confidence to say not really take direction from other people in terms of what styles you did, but saying I'm Anique and this is what I'm doing? Um, it comes with experience. Um, it comes with even knowing, you know, knowing what my ministry is and knowing what, um, what, what I'm capable of doing or how, um, or how I want to push myself. Like you just can't go on a test and just, and just like start creating things that you've never really created before because then if it doesn't come out right, then you're wasted, you've wasted the team's time. It's not all about what, what I wanna do. It has to be like a collaborative effort. So I, I practice a lot at home on my dollies. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my childhood dolly from my godmother. She laughs at me every time I send her a picture of it. Right. I love my dollies, yes. You know, whenever you have an inspiration or you see something, it's like, oh, wow, okay, let me try this or let me, oh, you know, and then you feel confident. You feel much more confident um, to try to apply those things on set. However, once, once the, you know, once the framework is developed, then I do like a lot of last minute things on set. Like I'm always running on set, like, oh my God, like it, because it depends on which way the model is standing, where the light is coming from the outfit and it's like you know I see the picture on set while the model is doing it and then I might say oh wait let's comb her hair the other way or oh wait let's push the hair back you okay. know so it's very 
it's kind of organic. That sounds exciting to be like, all right, on the fly, like, let's do this. Let's make this happen. Do you feel at all that your heritage has anything to do with how you style or how you do hair? It's so funny because initially I was, um, you know, because my background, since we came to the States when I was four, so most of my schooling and everything was, um, was, uh, was here in the States. But then at home, at home, it was very, you know, it was a, it was a traditional Nigerian household. Like, honey, I, I had to, you know, kneel. You know, it was very, yeah. but then it was kind of like, for me, it was, um, it was a bit confusing growing up because it was like, oh, why is my, fr- why, why can't I have a sleepover or something like that? Ah, sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> What did your mom say? You have a bed at home. Right. Why are you by somebody else's house? <laughs> that sounds so much like my mom. I could not spend the night at other people's houses. Yeah, so it was kind of like, it, it was like a confusion for me, uh, you know, up until maybe like after college, even college, it was like, oh my God, look, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't know so much about like, the, the 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 black culture like the you know until like until college you know um so I was like wow okay but I still had that Nigerian I still have the Nigerian flavor in me but then growing up in America it was kind of like how do I how do I balance the two and living in Europe and having um a Europe a lot of European friends it just was kind of like wait where do I fit in? So they kind of messed with my head a little bit. And then, you know, once I um, became more knowledgeable of myself and who I am inside and became more, built a relationship with God and myself and all of that stuff, everything just, um, just worked beautifully. And that's Did how it? my is so multi, you know, multicultural. And I, that's why I also work with many hair textures because my experience is vast. Awesome. Do you want to elaborate on how you came to finding yourself? Like, what are some things that you've done to work on yourself? Well, I meditate a lot. Like, I, I meditate in a heartbeat. Like, whenever I feel like my spirit needs um, uh, needs my attention, I and I'll just take like I'll close my eyes. Sometimes when I'm, you know, people don't know me, they'll just, you know, we're in conversation, and, and all of a sudden I just stop and close my eye. They're like, what's wrong with her? No, it's me like, okay, not taking, not, um, it's me reconnecting, be like just being the observer and not um, um, just observing the situation without engaging. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because for me, it's like when, when I begin to engage too much into a situation, then disappointments come, then, you know, all these other feelings come, mm-hmm you know, inviting themselves and then I let them in and then it's like, oh, okay, wait, no, I, I don't want that energy. That's not my energy, you know? So it's like, take a deep breath, center yourself. Okay, what's going on? And then, you know, God, you listen to God and you listen to, you listen to the birds, you listen to the, the, the leaves, the trees, because they're all talking to us. We just have to take that moment to listen. And once you listen and you hear with your, with, with, with the other side, with the inside, then you know what it is that your next steps will be. So I learned that through, whoo, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we got time. 
learned that through tears. I learned it through um, depression, slight depression. I learned it through bad relationships. I learned it through um, through just like breaking down walls. And then um, then I built a relationship on based on being authentic. You mm -hmm. know, being on based on how I feel inside. And you know it. You, like the trees don't don't complain when the when when the leaves turn brown down but oh my god the leaves are brown now. <laughs> part of the process, you yeah, know what I mean? part of the process, yeah. Part of the process because after after it's brown, then all these luscious green leaves, these new beautiful leaves that come back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the process of life. You just don't don't attach yourself to it. Just be like, okay, cool. Take a deep breath see what the universe is trying to tell you and move forward. Would you say non-attachment is like your, what's your model? Like what's that thing that keeps you going? What's that thing that wakes you up in the morning and says like, this is it, it's time to get to work. That's exactly what it is. It just says go, <laughs> it's go, you know, um, go do it. That's it. And you know, there's time, like if, even through COVID, um, Okay, I'm Nigerian and everything. I'm African, but my braiding skills was a little bit lacking in the sense that, you know, I, I the way that I envisioned myself as a braider because of uh, because I'm African, so I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> no shade here. <laughs> like this and stuff. So I, was, I put that pressure on myself. But then during COVID, this was, this was another kind of aha moment for me. It was I, I took my my mannequin head out and I just started braiding, and it was just like like so heavenly mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just was like I, it was like i was meditating i mean my parts weren't perfect and stuff but it was okay it still looked fly you know but it was just like a connection and that's 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 what i have with the hair is a connection like you could ask some models that have sat in my chair um it's like i give them a scalp massage before starting because we need them as much as they need us yeah. to take this uh what it, to create what it is that we're getting paid to do on set that day so we all need to feel beautiful we all need to feel valued we all need to be feel loved and treasured and everything so i kind of like you know give them a scalp massage to get them you know centered and then it's like how you doing you know you ready you, you know? sure it's not to pull pull and make their scalp bleed no kidding <laughs> It's like, you know, sometimes they're like, ow, ow. Oh my God, I'm so tenderheaded. Even when doing my own hair. So I, I can relate to them. Yeah, we all just have to be gentle with one another and ourselves. How do you see your spirituality in your everyday movement? It might sound corny to other people, but you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm like, you know, I love everybody. You know I, I, I mean? feel that vibe from you. Like you're such a genuine, good-hearted person. It's you know, it's um, it's like I wake up and my birds are chirping, or like <laughs> let me tell you, even during the um right before Fourth of July when all that firework madness oh. was going on. Yeah. You know, so I'm human. I wanted to throw water out my window, but that wouldn't have been it. <laughs> For me, it was eggs. So <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. <laughs> Auntie, get what are you doing? You know? So 
it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And that's another motto of mine. It's like, it's all good because everything always works for the good. So it's all good. So I just put on some sound bath, some, some sound bowl music and just went to bed. It's like they're having a good time out there. Even though they're disturbing everyone. That's they're okay. disturbing the birds. I was wondering, like, were the birds always here, like, that loud? Or is it just because of the pandemic? Because I swear I hear them, like, when I'm meditating now. I don't know if it was because I wasn't paying attention or, like, now it's, you know, out and about. But I love the sound of the birds. Like, I really do. It's so soothing. Yeah. I mean, it's also because your frequency, mm. your frequency is different. Like, if you think of yourself pre-COVID and post-COVID, you know, the frequency, the, even the frequency and everything is different now, you know? True. It's, 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 I'm a it's different a, woman. <laughs> it's a beautiful time. It's, yeah. it's hard as hell. It, no, it seems hard. I'm not going to put, make, you know, no, we're not going to speak hardness. We're speaking, mm -hmm. of, speaking life. Right now, things seem a little bit jumbled. But just like a puzzle, once all those pieces come together, you see the beautiful picture, you know? Right now, we're just in the middle. It's all good. Yeah. So just switching a little bit to, like, the current events, has things that have been hap happening in the community um, for people of color, has that affected you in any way? Um, it, it affects me on, um, uh, on so many levels. Um, I go to FCB. I attend FCBC in Harlem, and, um, you know, I'm also... Uh, part of the leadership so we we do a lot of we're we're always getting prayer requests and um and you know and, and the community they're in need of 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 support mm -hmm. emotional support you know um financial support all you know we, we all need support but during the time of covid it became 10 times even 10 times more you know what i mean people um loved ones dying and they can't be with them Imagine that, you know, so it was like, you know, just, just talking and being an heir mm -hmm. is, is, is what, um, is, is what we've been doing. And what I've been doing is it's just, just being there for people, however they need me to be. That's so great. We are here to serve. That is so great. So where do you see yourself going from here? Where do I see myself going? You know what? I see myself just being wherever God wants me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's where those uh, uh, mindful moments and those breaths come because this, you know, uh, prior to me um, uh, in, my, in my current season, in my walk with God and myself, um, I always planned. Everything was always planned to the second, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This. And then I, looking back, it never worked. It never worked. It never worked to the best of what it could have been. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was pushing and pushing and pushing. This is just my story. Some people, that's what they need. You know, that's, that's the story that God has whispered into them. But for me, I can't, I, it just doesn't work. It's more of a moment by moment by moment thing. But I do know, I do feel it in my spirit that um, God wants me to be out there. How? It, you know, I, I haven't, um, it, it hasn't been clear to me yet. Um, but I know that God is training me into, into some role that I'm just not aware of yet. So, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just open and I'm just available for what God has for me with my career. Um, 
I just want to continue doing hair at one point, at some point, maybe I'll have like um, um, uh, my own um, ad agency because that's something that I always wanted to have is like my own agency, brand management agency. And um, listen, wherever God wants me is where I'll be. All right. What advice do you have to up and coming hairstylists? Um, the advice I will have for up and up and coming hairstylists would be, you know, learn your craft, learn all hair textures, learn how to do all hair textures. Um, uh, the the hair industry is so vast. Um, you know, there are working on. You know, you can work on set. You can work with celebrities. You can, um, you know, do something in the corporate. You can do um, manufacturing, uh, you know, just figure out exactly where you want to be or don't figure it out. You know, just just understand that there is um, there. It, it's a big and it's a huge industry. So just be open. Um, know your learn your craft. Never stop learning. Um, uh, believe in yourself. Have confidence. So how can uh, people get in contact with you, Anique? Um, well, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram often. <laughs> um, my IG is uh, my first and last name. And also my website is my first and last name. Um, I'm not on Facebook that much, but it's there. <laughs> and your email address? Um, my email address, it's uh, the best one would be info at Anique my first and last name dot com. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, is there anyone else, every, anything else that you would like to share? Um, anything else I'd like to share? Well, um, I just want to encourage everyone just to just keep going, keep going, keep fighting the fight because we are in a bit of a, uh, a battle right now, a spiritual kind of a thing, but just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep fighting, keep um, shining light to um to, to the dark areas, shine light to those places, keep speaking truth to power, um, keep elevating yourself, your community, your loved one, keep teaching those that need to be taught or, yeah, keep, that need to be taught or, or help them see a new perspective because the old way is not the new way anymore. <laughs> the old way is not working anymore. Um, be true to yourself, love, 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 love one another. And uh, Amazon is trying to tell me something right now. But... A, a package delivered? <laughs> <laughs> I love those notifications. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just be, just, just be who you want others, how you want others to feel around you. You know what I mean? Be, be a loving human being. Be caring. Don't worry too much. Because worrying is not going to do anything. Worrying is not going to pay. Ulcers. Yeah. <laughs> worrying is going to cost you money, if anything. Yeah. So, you know, just let it go. Just let it go. Well, Anique, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation. It, it was so genuine, and I really appreciate your time. Make sure you tune in to Custom Made in New York next week and every Wednesday. Take care. Mm -hmm.